Hello and welcome to the West Lisbon Shorten podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Matthew Durant, coming for, to you from uh, my flat uh, in beautiful downtown Shorten. Uh, obviously, uh, following government guidelines to stay inside and such forth. Um, so, uh, yeah, as you may well have heard, the uh, the Northwest County season has now been well. It was initially suspended, and has since been uh, completely shut down, closed, um, terminated. I think the term is the used, uh, which means that the season itself, uh, all records, all games are to be expunged from the record and essentially the last season, um, the 28 games that we've played essentially haven't happened. So, <laughs> uh, obviously, for West, um, it doesn't make much difference. But uh, it means that as things stand, there are going to be uh, no promotion and no relegation um places deemed for this season which has led to um, some uproar from certain teams uh, and fans of certain teams and players from certain teams over the last week or so um, you might have read um, well if you follow teams on Twitter you've seen um, you've seen some of their reaction and you might have uh, might have read in the uh, the national papers uh, I believe uh, Wimshaw Towns chairman was in the uh was in the the eye the sports paper the uh, sports pages of the eye, um, in uh intimating that they might be taking legal action against that um which, yeah, yeah seems um from this is my point of view not the club's seems um a bit much for a team that have spent probably a quarter of the season in the uh, the first division south playoff places uh, but yeah as things um like one of the options for finishing the season was doing things on a points per game basis which uh, would have left Wimshaw Town uh, well it would have meant that they were promoted uh, points per game wouldn't have helped West at all because um yeah as I say we are well we were before it was terminated uh, sixth uh, with forty seven games after forty seven points after twenty eight games, uh, whereas Wimshaw, who were in fourth, had played twenty seven games and reached fifty six points. Obviously, there's um, teams like Vauxhall Motors who have every right to feel aggrieved, given that they um, they won promotion uh, against West uh, against West in the final games we played before the uh, before the termination of the season. I wasn't there myself because I'm. Well, for personal reasons, um, and uh, yeah, my own personal views on the situation, but yeah, the uh, the from what I've been told, there were Vauxhall players celebrating on the pitch because they had, uh, with that win, which was a one 0 win over West, uh, they had sealed promotion or thought they'd sealed promotion. Uh, only for that to be expunged from the records. Um, we won't be saying much more on that um, because I believe there are going to be some uh, legal challenges and the, the North West Counties today, in fact, have uh, issued a statement saying that they're going to be appealing to the FA for their own reasonings. And I think other clubs will be doing the same um, uh, around a similar time. Well, around a similar time. So... Yeah, um, obviously the last match that, uh, that West played uh, was that uh, Foxhall Motors game, uh, which we lost 1-0. Uh, before that, 
um, which was covered on the podcast. Um, West also lost uh, 1-0 against uh, Wimshire Amateurs. Uh, there's not been much football played this uh, this year so far, like the um, the last win. But West's experience was the 4-0 win at home to Eccleshall and before that a 5-0 away victory, a memorable 5-0 away victory at Cheadlehave Nomads, which was just over two months ago, but feels like it was part of another decade, another another time, another era. Um, so yes, we won't dwell too much on that. But uh, this podcast itself, uh, we've asked for people's recollections of the uh, the highlights of the season. Uh, I'll be moving on to that in just a moment. There have been various people who've sent in uh, their thoughts, their views, their memories of a season that now to all intents and purposes, doesn't exist. Um, but I'll read out a um, a snippet of uh, the uh, the Northwest County's statement on the uh, the season ending um, before having a tiny little break and then moving on to uh, to people's um, people's highlights. So um, yes, the the counties announced this on uh, announced the termination of the season on the twenty sixth of March, which was four days ago. Again. Feels like a different era, even though it was only four days ago. Um, but it started out with uh, the board of directors of the Northwest Counties Football League held an emergency meeting this evening following the announcement from the Football Association that the 2020 season has ended and the campaign has been declared null and void, with all playing records expunged and promotion and relegation being postponed. The board acknowledges that we are currently in a global uh, global a global crisis situation that is unprecedented in modern times and that difficult decisions have to be made. That said, the board is disappointed in the decision of the FA League's committee, both in relation to the timing of the announcement, which appeared to be rushed, and the lack of clarity of the, the announcement brings, leaving more questions than answers. Uh, the league's board understands that there is no ability to appeal this decision under the National League system rules. However, we will be writing to the FA to register our disappointment and to get further information on why they have made the decision and why they've discounted other options that were suggested. The league chairman attended a meeting of Step 5 and Step 6 leagues on Tuesday afternoon in which we were told the decision had already been taken to end the season immediately. This is done by the league's committee and the alliance committee, Bracket step one to four. Uh, we were informed that ideally the, the National League system should be consistent on how this was implemented, but this has not happened with the National League steps one and two. Uh, looking to finish their campaign at a later date, the chairman expressed their concerns at the meeting. Um, yeah, the rest of it goes on in a similar manner. So yeah, from that, um, there are still a lot of repercussions being um, played out on Twitter. Uh, a lot of a lot of players who are rightly aggrieved, or rightly aggrieved, who, um, yeah, are rightly upset because yeah, they felt as if they'd uh, they'd already won promotion or felt as if they were owed promotion given their uh, their campaigns for the season. But obviously, I think, um, well, hopefully, uh, in a couple of time, um. We will be ready to play football, but I think that this is all uh, very small in the grand scheme of things. And obviously, we'll be, uh, we as a club will be abiding by any decision uh, made by the league. Um, yeah, and not kicking up too much of a fuss, I'd hope, given that, yeah, there are much bigger things at play. Um, so, yeah, that's. That's part one. In the next part, I'll be introducing uh, various clips from people who've sent things in. Cheers.
Welcome back after that little musical interlude. Um, as mentioned in the first part, this is essentially a end-of-season review podcast. Uh, I was going to originally just do it from uh, my own thoughts, recollections of the season, but nobody wants to listen to me for, uh, talk for 15 minutes about uh, my own personal memories of selling beer from the beer shed or uh, my fairly hazy memories of various away games. Uh, so I, I put out put out on Twitter and Instagram, um, maybe on Facebook, but anyway, I put out on various platforms asking for people to send in WhatsApp messages for their own personal highlights because we're a community club and also your memories are probably a little bit better than mine and various games. Uh, we'll start out with uh, somebody who over the course of the season has become... Um, yeah, one of the uh, the main voices of the club online. Uh, that's uh, the admin of the Stonecutters account, who gives um, yeah some some various recollections. So uh, here's a uh, here's the head honcho of the Stonecutters to start us off. Hello, podcast listeners. It's um, the head of the Stonecutters branch here for West. Just thought I'd offer my best memory, and it's got to be the buffet bar at Staley Bridge. Who can forget that homemade beef jerky? Slightly sweet with a bit of spice. Absolutely delicious. What a highlight of the season. Shame about the old um, dark fruit slushy though. Wasn't a big fan of that. Anyway, hope everyone's staying safe and I'll see you all next season. Come on West. Thanks to the Stonecutters for sending that in. Um, I think for a lot of people, the Staley Bridge game, or Staley Bridge pair of games rather, was um, a big highlight. Um, it really started the season off on the right foot. Uh, the game itself wasn't, well, the first game itself wasn't much to write home about. Um, but yes, the uh, the away day in itself, as um, as the Stonecutters alluded to, was uh, something that will live long in the memory as long as um yeah as long as the people who there didn't t- uh, take too too much drink on the day um yeah so that day itself started out with um a train ride uh, a mass train ride up to Staley Bridge um started in the uh, the lovely buffet bar with uh, in the station with a few drinks a walk down to the ground which took in uh, a very questionable slushy machine which uh, which the stonecutters mentioned and then the game itself, where there was chanting throughout. Um, I'll before I had any fur, anything further on that, I'll move on to uh, uh, the West Bank Ultra. Um, Ed Hagarth, who sent in his own recollections of that game, and I believe another one which was similarly memorable. If um, if yeah, if it even though it was not a game in which West came away with all three points, but was certainly a highlight of my season. Take it away, Ed. Hello, everybody. Ed Haygarth, West Bank Ultra here. Uh, I'm going to be greedy and pick three moments from last season. Um, two are from the same tie, actually. So the Staley Bridge Celtic away game. An uneventful game, but an absolutely brilliant experience, really, to go to, you know, relatively big ground, lovely terrace, boiling hot day with all of the West fans. Loads of new songs came out that day. It was just absolutely brilliant. And I sort of came into that thinking, you know, absolutely, the boys got a really good chance of promotion this season. It was fantastic. And then and then the replay, you know, watching 
or seeing, I should say, 500 plus West fans at um, Brookburn Road. Brilliant atmosphere. Um, you know, some great goals. Really felt like we were in the tie for ages, like a giant killing was on. Um, and, you know, that, that, I think that tie, both both legs of that tie, just were absolutely brilliant. It will live long in the memory. Um, more recent one, really, for my third, my third um, choice would be Withenshaw Town away. Um, I can't remember when it was now, sort of January time perhaps, when it was the replay game after the uh, the injury to that poor Withenshaw player, the poor chap. Um, but yeah, we, we weren't in the game for most of it. We certainly weren't in the game for the, the first half. Um, but again, brilliant atmosphere. And when that second goal went in, you know, absolutely went bananas and all the players running over. And I think that was really a turning point for this team. I think before that, it felt a little bit... We got the way, um, the away win at Stone, but I think before that, it felt like, you know, the transition between Brad's team and uh, and Chris's team, it just it didn't really feel like it was getting going. And I think really for me, that game was the one where it was a turning point and really felt like actually promotion was back on. Um, I'll see everybody on the West Bank next year. Hope everyone's okay and staying well. Thank you to Ed for that contribution. Uh, one of our many regulars down at West, uh, a man who's um, yeah been coming down um, pretty much as long as myself, uh, and he's always a, a a very lovely, friendly face to see on the the touchline, um, and always nice to ask him how his uh, how his beloved Cambridge are doing, which al- generally alternates between either being on a winning streak and uh, just about uh, fighting relegation or on the end of a losing streak and staring down the barrel of another relegation. Um, but yes, thank you very much, Ed. Um, and on a similar tip to uh, to that last, uh, the last of his selections, uh, we've got this from Andy Matthews talking about uh, that fateful night in Eriksdam Park. Uh, well, fateful night. Fateful's uh, a bit strong, but that, that glorious night in Eriksdam Park where uh, West, um, yeah, came back um, from the brink to secure a uh, secure a draw against a team who um, yeah now sit in the play- well did sit, off, sit in the playoff places before the season was expunged um, so here's Andy the best memory for me is the game the rearranged game against Withenshaw Town we're getting absolutely pummeled but only 2-0 down at half time second half Tinks bangs one in 2-1 and then, uh, Rain Davis popped a ball through uh, to substitute Billy Matthews, latched onto it, shrugged two defenders to the, to the side and smashed the ball in, queuing wild celebrations. Top game, top night. Thanks for that, Andy. Um, yeah, the recording ended somewhat abruptly. But uh, yeah, the mention of Rain Davis has brought to mind some of my favourite memories of the season, which essentially just the uh, the chance of been uh, created, crafted, uh, brought to life over the course of the season. Uh, Rain Davis himself being uh, being one of the the main ones, uh, and I think it actually started that night in Wivenshaw. Uh, with the chance of he's Australian, a ball playing Australian, Rain Davis plays for Westedsbury. Uh, if you don't know Rain's uh, Rain's history, he was one of the first YouTube footballers. I think he was um he was videoed by his granddad while when he was seven, which was seven or six, 
very young anyway, uh, which was put up on YouTube and uh, scouts from Manchester United saw him, uh, brought him over and he went through their academy uh, before, um, yeah, before eventually like moving around clubs and uh, he's also... Well, he's playing playing at West now, or playing intermittently at West, or he was before the uh, before the uh, before the outbreak. But yeah, it's, it's since turned out that we don't. I've not asked him myself, but I don't think he's actually uh, Australian. He was just living there for a while, which somewhat tarnishes the song. Uh, but, well, doesn't tarnish it in my eyes, but makes it slightly factually incorrect. There's also the uh, the wonderful uh, James Cotty song. Uh, which is um, to the tune of "Don't Don't You Want Me, Baby," which I'm not going to repeat here, but is the lengthiest song I've ever been involved with singing in at any level of football, including uh, various uh, verses, a bridge, a chorus, and uh, our last away game of the season against Wimbledon. Sure, how much is the first time that got sung in full, and the the sense of euphoria. When we actually got to that chorus and it all worked out was uh, was a real highlight for me. Um, so yeah, if you've any any favourite chants, uh, I was going to say send them in, but you can send them in, but I won't have anything to use them for really. Uh, so um, as there's no real uh, segue here, no real, um, but. Then another message that was sent in, a really lovely message actually, and another thing that is nothing to do with West on the field, so that is a bit of a segue actually, something away from the field, uh, sent in by um, by a correspondent named Matthew, and I'll, um, I'll leave it up to him to, um, to deliver the message. My fiancé and I um, follow the social media updates on Instagram, um, we're from down south but we've got a huge soft spot for West Didsbury. Uh, we visited the ground in July actually uh, on our way into Manchester just to have a look through the sacred gates. Um, but our favourite moment of the year uh, is just seeing all the dogs on the Instagram. We love them. We hope to come and see you again next year. Hopefully the season will uh, count for something. Up the Didsbury. Up the Dids indeed. Uh it's messages like that as somebody who's been involved in the club and the uh, promotion of the club and uh, working on the marketing side of it through social media and stuff that's uh, really warms my heart and knowing that yeah people do follow things on Instagram and our various other channels uh, and engage with the club that way um, yeah from a personal point of view makes it all feel a lot more worthwhile because um, a lot of the time it can just feel like um, yeah just shouting into the void a little bit, especially when, um, like, to, like last season, uh, when we went on a run of 17 games without a win, and uh, myself and a podcast contributor, uh, Rob Lee, would tweet about another loss away at Bursk or whatever, and you'd get zero people replying. Um, yeah, that felt very... Um, very difficult, um, obviously not as difficult as it was uh, for the players on the field going through such a torrid time. But yeah, it does. Uh, it's encouraging. And uh, yeah, thanks, uh, Matthew, for that message as it's uh, cheered me up, if nobody else. Um, but yeah, the idea of coming down to West and just taking a view, a look at the ground, I think I've been sent a photos from a few people who've been out on their uh, government mandated exercise periods who've uh, cycled past the ground or been walking past uh, themselves. I think uh, are our match day announcer Mike who is on later in the podcast 
mentions it himself that he's a uh, yeah that he's been uh, walking down and around the the ground uh, whilst walking his dog and taking a look at the the ground itself um but yeah whilst uh, whilst we did ask for people to send in their uh, their messages uh some people that's um not possible never mind it would be lovely to hear you, but I'll just read out a couple of the uh, the text responses uh, that the tweets got. So we had a the first one was from uh, from Jack Shepherd, whose uh, highlight of the season was that time my mate Chris got pelted in the clems by a stray ball twice. And Graham Hayes, who's uh, been helping out the club um, or been looking to help out the club before uh, before all this happened in various ways. Thank you very much, Graham, for uh, for your help. I'll be in touch soon, hopefully as soon as we're able to actually start having meetings again. Um, but yes, uh, he sent in pictorial evidence. Um, he says, I believe that this photo was uh, was taken moments after he said something like, I swear that ball is going to hit me in the balls. And there is a, a photo of a man in a very fetching um, orange coat, crouched over, looking like... He'd rather be anywhere else in the world. Uh, it's a feeling that many of us can relate to. Uh, next reply was, again, one of my personal highlights from the season and uh, one of my wife's personal highlights, I know, from having spoken to her. Um, that the This is from DB at I Am The Avalanche. Um, the dog chasing his slash her tail in the clubhouse after a pre-season friendly. Can't remember the opponents. Can't remember the score, but I remember the dog. And... Uh, I was there for that moment myself. The dog was a club legend, Sol, who, in a packed bar, surrounded by people, um, it was almost like um, like a circle pit, let's say a, a rock show, where the the crowd parted and there's just Sol in the middle, chasing his tail back and forth, stopping for a moment, getting claps for that, and then unable to resist the allure going back around in a counterclockwise motion desperately trying to capture that tail um, and getting the biggest cheer of the evening uh, a highlight that I'd forgotten but I know that my wife certainly hasn't and uh, yeah it's something that I, I will cherish I will cherish now now that it's been reminded to me uh, George Harborn responded. He's part of the uh, the James Cotty fan club who uh, like and re- uh, reply to every tweet announcing that a James Cotty a goal has been scored. And his highlight of the season was, in two words, the only two words he tweeted in was, in all caps, James Cotty. Oh, a highlight for many people, um, not only for his goal-scoring ability, but for his, uh, his boyish good looks, I'm sure. And uh, finally, the the final uh, two responses. Um, one's from definitely not D Jenkins, who says five 0 away at Cheadle. What a game! What an atmosphere! And I can attest, having been there myself, it was a great atmosphere. Chanting throughout the, the entire ninety minutes, um, and Joshua Tinker's goal in itself being a highlight as he just uh, towed it straight into the roof of the net uh, and came over and celebrated with the fans. And Mike Barnett also responded, saying, oh, I echo that. A great performance at the top day. Running Staley Bridge very close in the FA Cup in August was another highlight. We should have won that night. Hashtag Love West. Uh, we should have... Well, we could have won that night against Staley Bridge. Um, that duo of Staley Bridge games is probably the highlight of the Brad Cook era for me. Um, one of the lowlights, of course, was losing uh, Brad, uh, a top man, um, who, yeah, the... Uh, 
the offer to go to uh, Abbott and Coles is obviously too big for him to uh, to turn down, given it's his hometown club. Um, and yeah, it came just as we were in a uh, bad run of form, and I think he was looking to rebuild his squad in some way. So that was a bit of a low light. But the uh, yeah, the memories for the uh, the Squires Gate game in itself, which I believe somebody mentioned over uh, over Instagram, or a couple of people mentioned over Instagram. Um, yeah, the Squires Gate game that won as a tie. Uh, well, one is the opportunity to play Sailor Bridge, another highlight. Um, so I mentioned uh, Kieran or Mike, our, um, our match day announcer. He's uh, I, I made sure to contact him for his thoughts, uh, and he's sent through um, an eloquent three minutes or so, uh, and I'll pass over to him for his thoughts and recollections of the season. Well, I was walking past the ground earlier. The goalposts are down, but the glitter ball in the shed and is still shining. And the pitch, I have to say, look magnificent after a season which, on reflection, strangely mirrored the last yeah, this time round. I'd got to say the commitment and talent of players, both old and new, buying into the philosophy of management, the limitless devotion and passion from the fans, and never-ending graft from staff, volunteers and everybody means that we have as a club created a self-perpetuating all-encompassing place of belief and momentum and what a year it has been week upon week of magnificent home support attendance figures that have been the envy of clubs not just one or two but three divisions higher than us and those (laughs) those crazy away days the one fine day in august i woke up in somerset finished the day in stalebridge then there's been the Monkeys of Runcorn, the incredible new road, that A treble five, that sped us to and from New Mills. The acts of kindness by an old lady on the train to St Martin's in procuring a taxi to the ground, discovering that Stockport Town don't even have a bar, and Tink's getting soaked in beer at Cheadle Heath Nomads. Amazing memories, but as I said earlier, I can't stop thinking about how this season has mirrored the last, but in much such better ways. Can all remember those halcyon days a few seasons ago, smashing run corner limits on an August bank holiday. Beef Hattrick, beefing going top and going on to finish the season in our highest ever position. But then last season, Stevie Settle resigned. This season, it's been Brad. Then we had a brief interregnum of Matty Kay. This year, Rob Madden and Steve Eck. <laughs> I'm sure they'll dine out on the comparison. And then we followed the new hope. But whereas David Powell strode past the fans after his first home victory, high-fiving everybody and promising the world, but ultimately delivering nothing but relegation. This time round, Chris Rowley has quietly led his brand of attacking football and let it do the talking and brought the world, or at least half of Altrincham Reserves, to us. And it works, though, it works. So here we are, in this self-fulfilling prophecy of a club, our club, on the up, because of the passion and belief of players, staff and fans. How many new songs? Rain Davis, our ball-playing Australian. Please, actually not. Dante Gabidon's salt and pepper based chant. George Blackwell's darts anthem takeover. Sam Heathcote's Icelandic thunderclap. And all that in addition to the existing canon of AJ's Tide holding on, Matt Cook's Abba Mega Mix, umpteen songs about Bugsy, Lee Gavin and Tinks, let alone the latest super copy baby chant. And that's all before we consider the vast amount of songs that we now sing and simply glorifying the club. Please show me 
Another club where the skill and commitment of players is valued and celebrated in such a fashion. All this and the way in which the players now appreciate the fans post-match, whether in victory or defeat, tells me that as a club we are in a really, really good place. And I, for one, cannot wait to do it all again. But this time, not just focusing on top four, but going up as champions. Our results this season means we fear no one. So come on, let's do it. 2021 season champions, we can do it. Come on, West. Thanks to Mike for that uh, for that typically brilliantly delivered message. Um, yeah, a man who uh, is close to many people's hearts. He's um, become integral to the uh, the setup at Brookburn Road this season, uh, becoming uh, our match day announcer, and do it with his own uh, his own flourish, his own inimitable style. Um, yeah, a real joy to have involved with the club and um, mentioning many of the highlights which uh, which I'd forgotten and many of the chants which uh, will be going through my head for the remainder of the day now. Um, so yeah, thank you very much to Mike for that. Um, he's somebody who I um, yeah personally reached out to to ensure that he got involved with this as I knew that he'd deliver something that was uh, far above my uh, ability as a narrator and as a podcaster. Um, yeah, we'll finish off the uh, the submissions with probably the most typically West uh, submission from. Um, from a good friend of mine, uh, Jordan, who, um, yeah, is another one of the uh, the fans from a distance, uh, <laughs> having to deliver the news to him that he mentions in this um, was uh, another low light of the season, especially as I knew uh, quite how much he'd uh, looked forward to coming down. But uh, yeah, I'll pass over to Jordan and yeah, hope to see you at Brockburn Road soon, mate. My West highlight is actually my only highlight, and it's not actually a highlight. Um, I've seen West once before at AFC Liverpool, but I'd never had the honour of going to um, Brookburn Road. So I plan to go to watch uh, West against Sandbach, I think. In, in January, it was wet, it was cold, it was miserable. And I'd been in work all day, but I got off early and I was driving down the M62 and I was just coming off the 62 and then Matt rang me to say that the game had been called off Um, and so rather than well my initial uh, thought was I'll just turn around and head straight back but I thought no I'm sure someone will be on the pub of some sort so I pulled over I rang Matt and he uh, said he was going to the pub to watch some of the I think it was the Villa Leicester semi-final, League Cup semi-final. So I met him in a pub. I have no idea what the pub was called. Um, I had a shandy because I was drink because uh, I was driving. Uh, watched, I think it was I think it was the first half, and then um, was on my way and went back home. And I had planned to get there again this season before the season was finished, but that's the end of that. So that's my one and only highlight of the season. And thanks to Jordan for that. And obviously, uh, we hope to see you at West, uh, well, whenever next season starts. Um, yeah, uh, Jordan's been, um, yeah, a long time fan from a distance. And uh, yeah, having spent, uh, well, having gone up to watch uh, Marine, the Marine, the team that Jordan sports uh, against Deutsch Hamlet uh, back in, well, 
back in the sunny days of July or whenever it was, in a pre-season friendly. Um, yeah, I'd love to see him down at Brookburn Road soon. Um, yeah, thanks for uh, for getting in touch, Jordan. Lovely to hear from you, mate. Um, just to uh, to end the podcast, given that we are all self-isolating, uh, there's only really one guest that I could have on the podcast uh, to close out the season. Um, it's somebody who, if you've listened to all episodes of the podcast, uh, you'll be uh, familiar with. Who um, the chef who has cooked for uh, for all of our um, all of our preview guests back when we still did did that back when still people. Um, yeah, back back when there was still a ready supply of people who were ready to appear on the podcast before they that slowly uh, died out and we just went to reaction podcasts. But anyway, um, I'm here with uh, Amy Durant. Amy, how are you? Hi, I'm really good, thank you, Matthew. Are you okay? Yes, you know that I'm okay. You're the, you're, the, you're the only person I've spoken Responding to. Responding appropriately to that question. You're the only person I've spoken to properly for about two weeks now. Um, so this is, uh, yeah, uh, going to be slightly stilted. As, uh, yeah, um, but anyway, Amy, you're a, you're a chromacrawltree yourself. You've, um, you've been to as many games as most people this season though um mm. though your uh, your own personal commitments has meant that you've been unable to make them all uh yeah we'll end this podcast and this season of podcasts with uh your favorite memories or favorite memory it's up to you um amy what's what have been your highlights it's funny thinking and, and talking about it because already it feels like a million years ago and also so much happened um obviously departures of managers massive games um comings and goings of players it it feels that that, that so so much happened that i've i've forgotten about and i've been lucky enough to listen to a few snippets of um other people's contributions to this and it's reminded me how 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 great it's been and how much yeah has has gone on this season um Obviously, the big things, like as Matt said, I unfortunately couldn't get to like some of the biggest games. I missed Sheldon away, and I missed, um, I missed Staley Bridge, unfortunately. Um, but I've never ever experienced electricity in an atmosphere in a group setting before, as as Squiresgate away in the early rounds of the FA Cup that was amazing I've never been on the coach before and uh it was just a lovely like at a moment of solidarity sharing sharing the coach with the with the players both there and on the way back after we won I can't remember the score Matt Uh, it's 2-1 2-1 thanks and yeah I've never I've never when I think about that day I just think about how windy and rainy it was the fact that I got a, a pint on my head um I've um during some quite um over elaborate goal celebrations and and Jack Eccleston sat perched on on the post with with one hand gripping the corrugated tin roof and the other hand banging 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 it screaming his head off just just overcome with joy and yeah it and, and it was great I, and like I say I've never been part of something of, of a group setting where the atmosphere has just been just been unreal um but then also I think my favorite moments of this year has been the quieter moments and I I think these often get overlooked and I think my favorite game of this season 
was when we went to Runcon t- Town away. It was Runcon Town away, yes. yes. And there were just so many lovely, nice things that happened in that day. And football wasn't, wasn't you know, was it life-changing. It was just a lovely, sunny day with some of the closest people um, I have to meet. Me and Steffi Park had a wonderful day that day. We were looking at the birds. We were... <laughs> we were we were doing oh I did I nailed a crossword in half time start to finish nailed it it was just so good it was just lovely and I remember all piled into into um KRL Mike's car and it was just a lovely quiet nice game of of football with friends um lovely I think I've been trying to uh, also think about my favorite dog moments this year um. Like in addition to the regulars like Cherry and Toby, um, I have enjoyed spending time with Kulo and um, Kojo. Kojo. We had a great like um, we had a, a great I was going to say session together. Jesus Christ! <laughs> we had a great time together. <laughs> that sounds just as bad. I know we had a we had a lovely. I stroked a dog. I hung out with a dog for a bit, and yeah, he was nice. But my favourite dog memory of this year was when uh, uh, a West, a Brooklyn Road classic, a Brooklyn Road absolute legend, Sol, was just chasing his tail in the clubhouse. Yeah, that's been that's been mentioned on the podcast. No, it has. I don't care. It it was just incredible. It was just perfect. I've never seen a dog do that. He also changed direction halfway through. Yeah, no, I mentioned that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved it. It's been really nice to to think about um, memories of past season, um, and I think oh, I'll always I'd I'd always say that my favourite thing about going to West is the people there and the friendships that we have there. But I I think this year this year more than ever more than ever I, I really feel that like it's been the people that have made it, and I've like solidified existing friendships and made new lovely friends uh, dog friends included oh and i've also done some great bird watching down there it's been lovely it's been really really like really good birds i've really enjoyed the um all the crows going crazy the crows have been a real star i love that that's been really good and we've had some some good buzzed footage down there as well so yeah and yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm gonna go crazy when we get to go down there again and normality resumes. But it's actually been quite comforting to think about what's happened this season. So, thank you for letting me talk about it. Oh, thank you very much, Amy. Um, thank you very much for making the the trip down. I know it's been uh, arduous coming all the way from the living room to the back bedroom. I mean, it did take a lot of physical and mental effort to make this journey down to the back room from the couch, Matthew. But I'm glad I'm glad I've done it, and I hope my contribution was worthy enough of the trip. Thank you very much. Uh, I hope to uh, see you soon. Um, yes, yeah, so I'll. Um, I'm just going to end this uh, end the podcast. I'll. Um, yeah, hopefully see you soon. Thank you very much for your contribution. Bye. Bye. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, that's pretty much it for this for this podcast. Um, thank you very much for listening. Um, I was planning on doing uh, thank yous for the season, but there are so many names and so many um, 
yeah, so like so much chance to miss people out. So I just do it in groups, really. Like obviously for um, this club is run on volunteers. So anybody who's lent a hand in any way, whether that's from um, from painting the shed at the start of the season after there was a little bit of vandalism, uh, through to um, yeah, like people who helps out on social media, um, like. Um, yeah, whilst uh, myself or Rob Lee have been away, um, through to obviously all the committee and all the uh, the regular heads down there who um, who make everything possible. They're the bedrock of this club, and without them, it literally would not happen. Um, so thanks to them. Obviously, thanks to the players and uh, management who've um, who've given us some of the best times. Uh, I've had as a, a fan over the course of this season, there have been so many good players, so many players who've, um, more than ever before, I think, who've got the club and understood um, what the club means and also integrated with the fans. Um, a few of you might have seen on the uh, on the Instagram a few days ago, uh, when it's my birthday, Grey had organised um, messages from some players uh, to... Th- congratulate me on my birthday and that more than pretty much anything over the course of this uh lockdown um yeah made me uh made me well up and um yeah i don't think there are many clubs in which um there are many clubs at any level where there's the connection between supporters and players like there are like there is here um through to like players like like bagsy and uh and lee gavin and um and Josh Tinker having stickers made for um, their various uh, contributions to the club. Um, so yes, thank you to the players and management. Uh, thank you to the fans, of course. Uh, both fans new, uh, and there are plenty of new fans this season. Um, new faces that are popping up in the shed and who are either there regularly or just there intermittently. Uh, Again, like your um your contributions to the club, whether that's coming down to one game and buying a couple of beers, or making it home and away, giving people lifts to away games, getting involved in uh, in the West Facebook Messenger group, which um has at times been tumultuous this season, given uh, events uh, some events off the pitch and on the pitch, um and to of course to fans who. Are unable to uh, unable to make the trip anymore. Um, so, like, well, people for for various reasons, such as like, um, obviously, a West Legend, Barca Jim, who's uh, who's moved away. Um, people who've had children unable to make make the journey down as much anymore. Um, yeah, you're all absolutely priceless to the club, and um, on a personal level, you're um, great friends. Uh, each and every one of you makes a journey down. Um, yeah, there are probably many other people who um, who um, should have a thank you here. But essentially, if you're listening to this, thank you very much for everything you do. And thank you very much for being involved. I hope to God we'll... Um, <laughs> oh wow! Um, yeah, we've just had a um, a major crash in the back room here. 
Uh, <laughs> well, it's a, a very fitting way to end the uh, end the podcast with um, yeah, with plastic strewn all over the back room. <laughs> That's cheered me up. Um, but yeah, I hope to God that we'll be able to see you um, see you all down at Brookbone Road again soon. If there are any uh, updates on the um, on the situation. Uh, in the club or in the league, um, they'll be up on the um, on the Twitter and the Facebook and the website as usual. And if there's anything, um, anything that's that important, um, we'll probably do a podcast on it. It'll again likely just be myself and Amy who are doing that. As it's very difficult to get any podcast guests, um, given that we're all observing government guidelines. Um, so yes, thank you to all the contributors to today's podcast. Thank you very much for listening. And as always, as always, come on West. Cheers. <laughs>